Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hey, Welcome back from that mayhem of traffic you get to drive through all the time. Oh, my God. It wipes the soul out of you, man. Oh, you show up does. and you're, you're done. Done a little touch from uh, Johnny's magic little, hands and I'm ready to go again. A little massaging, you know, a little beer, you know. You're, you're, you're money, right. baby. Money. That's right. I'm ready. I'm you're ready. ready. I'm ready. <laughs> you are ready. I'm ready. What are we talking about? I'm ready. I'm just, I'm awaiting, like, the corporate BN helicopter. When's that coming, Justin? That was, yeah. That's coming along with the <laughs> first corporate profit. <laughs> Fair enough. Dollar one will, will go right towards that helicopter. Right about the day your paycheck arrives, the helicopter oh, will be there shortly after. Perfect. <laughs> helicopter will bring it to you. Don't worry. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Wishful thinking, I guess. But Oh, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while, huh? Once again. Yeah. We do these, like, three shows at a time, you know? It's oh, like, oh, yeah, we did last time. Oh, my God. It, yeah, it's dealing with all the uh, events that everybody has. You know, I'm going to be gone for a week to Australia. i got to go to uh, Nashville. Justin was a burning man. He's going Oktoberfest. And, nice. You know, I guess you could be here by yourself. I guess I could. <laughs> Where am I going? Let's see. Uh, I play softball. There, there you go. go. There you go. There you go. I just got back from Napa. So. Napa's lovely Napa's. Napa's. Yes. Uh, you, you you take the uh, the little woman down there. Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, see, there's there's perfect story one for uh, Love Strong. <laughs> Love Strong. How <laughs> the work in the, lady the in Napa's. Uh, yeah. You <laughs> can detail the the trips to Napa's. All you Beautiful want. downtown Napa's. Yes. I could talk in a really slow, <laughs> sassy voice. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> You know, the, the the stories we used to start the show off with actually had something to do with beer. Right, right. <laughs> no, it doesn't appear to be the case It's like traffic today. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I just, I, well. Who cares, right? Now? <laughs> well, I'm sure our uh, wonderful sponsor. Uh, oh, yes, Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer would... Uh, would care that we talk about beer and not not have some some half-assed show that they're sure. spending their hard-earned money on. Absolutely, yeah. You know, uh, I guess there's some entertainment value, but people probably want to learn some something about fill. beer and 
you know, uh, our, our wonderful uh, sponsor there. Because, you know, if you learn uh, stuff about beer, you know, I encourage you to brew beer and brew right. beer. You get yourself some ingredients, get yourself some equipment. No better place to get that than uh, northernbrewer.com. You know, log on there. They got a uh, wonderful selection, lots of great stuff, uh, very helpful, great customer service, excellent pricing, shipping. Shipping's dirt cheap. Uh, so you can afford to brew more batches of beer. Absolutely. You know, uh, start at show one. <laughs> start, <yeah. laughs> brew every one. Every, yeah. And by the time you catch up to this, this episode, uh, you know, we'll be done. We'll be done. It'll be over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's not endless. And then Love Strong will start. So it'll be and perfect. Then, yeah, and then you can drink and listen to <laughs> Love Strong. Drink yourself into oblivion. Listen to uh. Love Strong. Yeah, I'm kind of sad, you know. I was thinking about it uh, earlier uh, today, as a matter of fact. I was like, oh, God, you know. Three years. Three years. Poof. Three years. It went that quickly. Yeah, that means we have a good, solid relationship. <laughs> yeah. Or we got nothing better to We're do. nothing better to do one of the two. <laughs> That's right. We're right. desperate for right. for attention, so we come oh, and do this. Right. And here we are. <laughs> one more show left. I was already thinking about the songs that I want played on our last show. Oh, I was too. Were you? Yeah. Actually, I was thinking about songs for Love Strong. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking about like Lionel Richie, maybe, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, gosh, gosh, gosh. What uh, what are we what are we talking about today? We're talking about uh, what? Flanders? Old Brune, yeah, Flanders Brown Ale. Flanders uh, Oud Brune. Oud Brune. It's old. It's brown, right? <laughs> I thought it was interesting that they actually prefer to ferment this in stainless over oak. It, it, well, uh, yeah, maybe a, you're kind of aging it. Aging it up, yeah, or stainless. Right. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I, I don't know that the regular Flanders are. Necessarily Ready. fermented always in oak or, or the age or soured and yeah oak. okay yeah okay but uh, yeah yeah there you go so we're I guess we're doing some nationals planning too on the side you know we've been doing that oh you know? gosh yeah and that's you're that's, on it uh, man you're whoosh. Well, yeah, you have I, to be. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to get done and be done by like uh, Thanksgiving. So I have nothing to do until June. <laughs> That's a good goal. Yeah. That we can enjoy your Thanksgiving. Well, because, you know, otherwise, you know, we can't leave this at the last minute. There's just, you know, too much to do. Right. And it's too important. You know, right. we want to make sure the people that are showing up to this thing are, uh, you know, having a, having an excellent time. Get their money's worth it. Yeah. It's great beer country in California, Northern. I mean, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. this is going to be one incredible event. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you if you've never been, I would uh, highly recommend going to the uh, the uh, National uh, Homebrew uh, Conference. O Town. Yeah, it's going to be in Oakland, Oakland, Oakland California. It's yeah. going to be at the uh, Oakland Marriott, and uh, June 18th through the 20th. Nice. Uh, 2009. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a wonderful time. It's absolutely fantastic, and I'll be. I'm You'll sure. be there. Totally. <laughs> we passed out on the floor just like no more. Yeah. 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 Yep. Are you going to enter this year? <sighs> well, I need to brew. I think that's 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 it's football the, the season trick. now. It's kind of, I mean, yeah, I've just been so busy with work. I'm uh, working like seven days a week, you ooh. know, morning till late in the day. I'm sorry. I'm, that's bad. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. Yeah, your family's like, who are it you? It sucks. Yeah. So I don't know how much longer I can do this. Okay. I was tempted to quit the other day. I told my wife, I said, you know, I may, I may quit Monday. She's like, okay. Yeah. You said that before, though. Yeah, you know. And, that's quite and a the only The only reason I'll say it is that, that means I'm really close, where I'm going over it in my head exactly how I'm quitting. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> you know, if the one one wrong word from them, and you know, I'm gone. You're like peace out. Yeah. Done. Yeah, because I I don't need that nonsense. No. You got pretty strong now. You got paycheck. <laughs> yeah. 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 Soon. Exactly. Soon. Soon. Yeah. Uh, you know, Je- Justin told me that a helicopter would bring my first check. So I've been looking, and uh, you know, we'll get I'm a waiting. remote control. I've been looking helicopter. up in the sky. What do you think? Waiting for that uh, that corporate uh, BN helicopter to, to bring me that first check. And, uh, and I bet you'll be Doc that's flying it too. There That'd you be go. perfect. That'd be cool. Yeah, flying it, playing a banjo he's, with his feet. He's got enough room for a helicopter pad at his house. I mean, shit. <laughs> That'd be sweet. I'm ready for it. Jay Z, if you hear a helicopter above your house, <laughs> run. Yeah. I would not be thinking it's the BN helicopter man. That's a ghetto bird, <laughs> and you need to. You're probably being arrested for something. Probably, yeah. I know. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, I'm just saying that of the probability of helicopters being over your house. Yeah, <laughs> that one is much more probable. Well, you know, the weird thing is, I live in a nice area, you know, but yeah. there's like uh, some helicopter keeps flying around at night, searchlights, you know. Really? I'm thinking, who are you really looking for? You do live in a nice area, actually. That is a bit strange. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot. There, you know, it, it's like uh, probably a, a dozen times. So probably an average of once a month, there's a helicopter looking for somebody. Wow. Wow. So I don't know That's what's, probably what's going on there. Well, it could be. Well, and I got a friend who who flies, uh, you know, border patrol helicopter. Good guy to know. Yeah. Well, yeah. in case uh, you know <laughs> you got any trouble on the border. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we get the uh, BN copter and uh, can pay him a, a nice wage, then uh, I got a pilot for you. You're all set. You're all set. Free lift to Oktoberfest. There you go. Because that'd be yeah. quite a trip. Yeah, flying a helicopter to Oktoberfest probably not, <laughs> not the exactly. best way to cross the Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably not, not going to quite work. Yeah. Cut, cut it there. Yeah. Man all, right. all right. All right. <clears throat> well, let's stop messing around. Okay. Uh, Flanders uh, Brown Ale, or Eau de Brune. Eau de Brune. What have we got here? A little style description for you? What do you think? Sure. All right. That sounds good. Okay, let's do it. Okay, we'll, we'll throw change things up and do it a little <laughs> bit differently this show. <laughs> all right. In the aroma, you should definitely get some rich malt and some esters coming through. Uh, mm-hmm. In the esters, definitely prunes, figs, raisins, plums, black cherries, and in the mall aromas, dark fruits. Dark fruits, right. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a good point. Um, toffee, chocolate, caramel, um, treacle, um, even some sherry notes. You know, that's usually a sign from long-term aging that should come through. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, definitely some sour notes from the, uh, what's it, a wild yeast that's used in this, right? The Rosalaire? Or is that a, is yeah, that a bacteria? Uh, um, you know, brat. Brat and, and mice, uh, right. You know, um, uh, lactobacillus. Lactobacillus, and, right. So some of those notes from those organisms definitely contribute to the sour notes and the aroma. Mm-hmm. Visually, it's dark red to brown in color. Um, average head retention, you know, since they're aged, they probably don't have the greatest head on them, but a little bit because they're slightly carbonated. Um, and the flavor, you definitely have some rich maltiness with uh, intense fruit character. This beer is definitely a beer I think you would drink in... And I like the Flanders Red that you definitely think about it when you're drinking about it because it's so complex. There's so many things going on flavor-wise. So that's definitely a contribution from the maltiness and the the different type of yeast and bacteria used. Um, And like I said, the esters and malt, you know, the figs, the the raisins, the prunes, the toffee, the chocolate, all these things are going on in this beer. (laughs) 
stuff Pardon like me. that. And that beer will bring out the belching in this beer, too, for sure, with all those flavors. Overall, it's definitely a malty, fruity, well-aged sour brown ale. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not as acidic as a Flanders red ale. It's definitely maltier. So there's your old brune. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's, I think, the, the one of the last things you said there is uh, quite key. It's not going to be nearly as sour as uh, Flanders red. That strikes strikes me as like rather odd because it's the same wild yeast and bacteria right. used, but there's right. something in the beer though, the base beer, right? That's making it well, and it. that's the trick of making this thing, okay. you know, having that uh, that balance and, and ensuring that uh, you know the bugs don't take it to too far and mm. don't uh, overly sour the beer, and you can control that as a brewer. Uh, you better. Otherwise, you're going to you know, be Flanders a, Red. Be, be puckering and a brune. Right, okay. right, right. And, uh, you know, the Flanders beer, the Flanders uh, Reds tend to have a little more uh, acetic character, vinegar character. Okay. And the Brunes really shouldn't, you know, maybe a little bit. But generally, so, it's it's not. It's more, um, uh, you know, lactic kind of sourness. So it's more complimentary to the malt profile. Yeah, I think but, you know, I think either can be, but okay. uh, you know, it's just uh you know, and acetic acid uh it's, it can be created by a, a couple of different th- pathways, I guess. Um but uh generally the more oxygen uh the beer gets with those the souring bugs in it, the more uh vinegar acetic acid you're going to get. Okay. Now it's a common thing that homebrewers always have a fear when they introduce a wild decent bacteria that they should ferment in plastic, mm-hmm. keep it separate. But mm-hmm. can you over oxygenate using plastic yeah. in this type of thing? Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't okay. I wouldn't do this in plastic. Really? Why is that? It's uh, it's too much oxygen and you're gonna get the vinegar kinda going and uh I would you know, you could do your initial fermentation. I do this in a kind of a two stage thing where I start out with a neutral ale. You see you do that part. Okay. In plastic, but then I would rack it to uh, you know a carboy and do it there. Okay. And sour it up in there and store it more long term in a in a sealed container where it's not getting any oxygen or very little. How long are you storing it in a carboy? Uh, you know, we'll get into that, but sure. uh, like a month. Okay. And then uh, go to a keg, and then I used to keep it in the keg and see, you know, once it gets to the right kind of sourness I'm looking for, then I I just refrigerate it, and that pretty much slows everything down, or pretty much stops everything. It's- let her ride. And then, yeah, you're, you're kind of ready to go. But you, what you want is um, you know, a, a rich maltiness uh, with, uh, you know, some subtle, you know, sour notes. Um, a little more than subtle. I mean, you should you should definitely taste them, but they shouldn't be anywhere near as aggressive as the Flanders Red. And um, I think, uh, you know, you might think of this kind of like, Kind of like a an old ale, like an English old ale type of thing, you know, with the with a bit of sourness to it, okay, and a little bit of you know funky stuff, and you know, very very you know similar to Flanders Red in, in a way. But uh, when I was in uh, Bruges, I, I was asking somebody there, I said, you know, what do you think the, the difference between um, I was at that that uh, place, I can't remember, that has like the 600 different beers. I said, well, you know, what do you consider the difference to be between like a Flanders red and a Flanders brown? Uh-huh. And they said, oh, you know, the the red is much more sour. Okay, and this, which is yeah, true. Yeah, and I, I I think the brown is also a little bigger and a little maltier. 
This is higher starting gravity beer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is yeah. actually part of the key to getting a, um, you know, the, the right level of sourness. Okay. Hmm. Anyways, really? we'll, we'll get we'll get into that and we'll get into uh, the recipe when we come back from this break. Okay, so my double IPA has an ABV of 7.5 and a clarity of brilliant. So that's a plus eight. I pour it. Sorry. Looks like she found it unpalatable. Ha! Shut up, Doug. My creek gets a plus ten versus girls because it's a fruit beer. You can't open the bottle, and she walks over to the guy with the Pinot Grigio. This sucks. Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Non-alcoholics Anonymous? Dude, get out of here. We're in the middle of a brew session. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Have you ever been called upon to explain why it's named India Pale Ale? Do you burp Y Yeast 3522 and crap Cascade? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the tongue splitter. I've got dry hops stuck in my braces. And the bourbon. Barrel Porter. Now on tap in the Mos Eisley Cantina. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. What have you gotten out of a vial of White Labs yeast? WLP 001. Cal Ale, baby. 23, Burton Ale. 008, East Coast Ale. Cal Common, WLP 810. It's going to be WLP 400 with beer. I got a sweet hoodie for my vial. Huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew your own clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Did you know that every day a brewcaster goes to bed hungry? Did you know that that brewcaster is silently calling for the help of people just like you? Do you know that every day the unicorn and the rainbow have to blow sailors for loose change? For less than the cost of a half-calf, quad-shot, venti, extra-hot, soy milk, triple-pump, hazel, low-fat foam, double-cupped macchiato a day, you can help starving adults in Pacheco. Your love can be felt for as little as 7 cents a day. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate to sign up today for as little as $2 a month. Private first class in the BN Army. Buy your way up the ranks as corporal, sergeant, ranger, or colonel with an easy-to-do monthly donation that keeps brewcasters alive and your favorite internet radio station broadcasting. No donation is too small to help those in need. Can't you find it in your heart to share your love with a brewcaster? In return, you will enjoy the wealth of knowledge that comes with every episode of the session. The Jamil Show and Yes even that other show. Thank you for listening, and please sign up for your donation at thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate today. You're listening to The Brewing Network.
talking uh, Flanders Brown Ale. Old Brun. Oud Brun. Pardon me. Yeah. Ooh, you're there was a little sandwich fire. in that one. Oh, man. No, oh, that's foul. I can smell it from here. Sorry. Oh, oh dang. Damn. Uh, at least the microphone cover's clean. Yeah, this dog's mic, too. <laughs> you're good. Yeah. You won't know. I fart in his chair, too. Did 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 you know that? Oh, yeah. Did you happen it's to It's always notice? warm, too. Yeah. Good work. Good work. A little, little warm, a little sour. <laughs> Doc, enjoy yourself. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, we're talking. <laughs> oh, you know, when we started the first show, yes. we had all these, these uh, you know, ideas that we would, uh, you know, do this... Uh, Classy thing, and it's just you know. But three years later, <laughs> we don't really care. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> uh, all right, Flanders Brown Ale, page two twenty four in Brewing Classic Styles. You wrote that book, right? That's right. Ah, I, I've seen it. Pretty good. <laughs> the original gravity ten seventy. Uh, final gravity, you're, you're targeting about ten twelve or eighty two percent apparent attenuation. Twenty one IBUs, so not a lot of IBUs. Um, uh, 19 SRM for the color. It's going to be about 7.7% ABV. And uh, for the extract brewer, you're going to use, uh, for your, your base malt, you're going to use uh, some Pilsner liquid malt extract, 7.3 pounds, or 3.31 kilograms. Uh, Munich liquid malt extract, uh, 3 pounds, or 1.36 kilograms. And uh, wheat liquid malt extract, a half pound, or 227 grams. Now, here's the thing about... The Munich extract in the book uh, is, uh, you know, 100% Munich because you can get 100% Munich. Right. And you can get any varieties in there. You can get 70-30, 60 50 50 Okay. So um, what you can do if you have a, a 50-50, you know, instead of using three pounds, you use six pounds and replace, uh, you know, three pounds of the, the Pilsner extract. Okay. So works either way. You just want to get about, uh, you know, three pounds of, of the Munich portion into... Into that uh, into that beer. Okay. And uh, uh, th- those are the base gr- uh, base extracts there. And then your steeping grains: Caramunic 60, uh, three quarter pound or 340 grams. Uh, aromatic 20, uh, uh, 20 level bond, uh, half pound or 227 grams. Special B at 120 level, half pound or 227 grams. And black malt, uh, two ounces or 57 grams. Just kind of color it up. Uh, so if you're an all-grain brewer, instead of those uh, base liquid malt extracts uh, for your base grains, you're going to replace the Pilsner extract with uh, 9 and 3 quarter pounds or 4.42 kilograms of a continental Pilsner malt. And the wheat extract with a half pound or uh, 227 grams of wheat malt. And replace the Munich extract with uh, 4 pounds, uh, 1.81 kilograms Munich malt. And you'll mash at 152 degrees Fahrenheit, 67 degrees C. And uh, make sure you do a 90-minute boil. Because of the pills? Because uh, of the pills. You want to yeah, blow off that uh, the, the uh, DMS and the, the SMM and all that. Hmm. Well, you had mentioned that before the break, that gravity affects sourness. Uh-huh. And you have a 1070 original gravity on this. Uh-huh. Uh, can you elaborate? How, how does that affect sourness or the impression of sourness coming across? Well, well um, especially with this paste recipe. Right. So there's a couple of things. And, um, you know, there's a couple of things that will prevent a beer from spoiling, right? Because essentially, Oxidant. what we consider, you know, this fine souring could 
by someone else be considered a bit spoiling, spoilage, mm-hmm. right? So there's a couple of things that will, will prevent wild yeast and spoilage organisms, you know, bacteria and stuff like that, lactobacillus. And one of them is alcohol. So the amount of alcohol in the beer will will keep that souring down. The other is um, uh, the IBUs, the the bittering level, because those uh, acids. Uh, those uh, resins that will coat the outside of the cell walls, hmm. and this is what keeps uh, the bacteria uh, from multiplying. Is you know that coating the cell walls it does the same thing to yeast. Yeast viability goes down if you uh, have a high, highly hot beer. Wow. So there's not a lot of hops in here, okay. but uh, there's a, there's enough. Plus, you know, when you're getting uh, uh, nearly eight percent alcohol, eight percent alcohol is kind of the cutoff. Where uh, you get past, you know, it's not a hard and fast uh, rule. Right. But if you get uh, to 8% alcohol, uh, you know, lactobacillus, you know, pretty much shuts down at that point. Okay. And so you're not going to get any souring. Okay. So you need to be less than 8% alcohol. Okay. I mean, again, there's a, there's a kind of a free-ranging point in there. Sure. But, um, you know, a little, you want to be a little less than 8% alcohol for that. And then, but you don't want to be too low. Right. You know, if you're if you're down in the uh, you know three four five uh, percent, uh, you know it can keep going until you know pH stops it. Okay. You know, and or it runs out of sugars, and that's what tends to happen. So in something like a Flanders Red, where you want it to be more far more sour, and for the bugs to consume most of the extra starches and stuff, um, you know, you have a lower alcohol level, and it'll keep going and get far more sour. Oh wow. Than if okay. you have the higher alcohol level. Okay. All right, so what I do is I first ferment with a regular yeast, and then, then add, sour. add the bugs. And, yeah. and is there a reason for that? Because you just want to keep things separate, or can a home brewer just do? Well, in like order in order to keep it from getting too sour. too sour. Okay. Right. So, you know, I go ahead and, and use the uh, the neutral ale yeast first. It's like a cow ale or something. Yeah. Okay. And it kind of kind of prevents. Uh, uh, the bugs from getting, and you could probably do both at the same time. Wouldn't be too bad. Uh, you know, the the ale yeast works quite quickly compared okay. to you know the souring organisms. I think. So you're doing about a 10 day ferment with cow ale, and then a one month ferment, or you inoculate with your Rosalier strain, and then you just put her to bed in the keg afterwards. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, but you know, you're, you're, you're totally throwing me out of out of whack here. Yeah. I haven't gone over the hops or anything. I know, I know. I want to get to that for sure, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I'm yeah. just kind of curious, like, just right, say whole, one more. This, this whole bug thing. Yeah. yeah. But you had mentioned pH's affects right, right, the, right. the sustainability of your beverage. Right. Have you ever taken so, a pH reading or of this? Or? Uh, yeah, I have, and um, the uh, the thing that uh, um, uh, you know uh, all right so th- one of the other things that uh, uh, stabilizes the uh, the beer and keeps it from spoiling again yeah, is pH so you know wine tends to be more stable than beer just because you know a lower pH higher alcohol level level and uh, you know like 14 percent or and a, a lower pH, and that tends to help stabilize against a lot of these things. Lower the pH, the more stable it's going to be. If it becomes low enough, you know, a lot of these organisms can't survive. Okay. So, uh, you know, the the initial fermentation with the ale yeast will also drop the the pH, and that also tends to you know suppress things. 
you know, and then the lactobacillus or whatever will, uh, you know, drop the pH even further and it gets to a certain point and okay. it's not going to do much, much else. Okay. Wow. A lot going on in this beer. I mean, <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of variables. I mean, it right. seems like a home brewer can really, you're not, if you could kind of screw it up if you didn't, if you overshoot your gravity, mm-hmm. if you under hop it, mm-hmm. um, or over hop over hop it too much oxygen exposure mm-hmm. um, if you I mean too much oxygen acetobacter can get in mm-hmm. over the alcohol and then you get vinegar notes mm-hmm. I mean there's a lot going on in this yeah wow so it's, it's it, I would I would classify this as more of a advanced beer okay. uh, to brew but you know not that I I think there's a lot of leeway in each of the the parameters of what you're doing that. Um, you know, you could you could miss it by a fair amount and still turn out a decent beer, a decent example of the style. I mean, it doesn't it isn't you know super precise, and it's all right if you screw it up a little bit. It's still going to turn out turn out fine. Yeah, fine. You know, it's not it's not that that uh, exacting or precise. You know. Can you stress a Rosalier strain? I mean, can you? Prevent it from you're doing just, its thing. You're just full of questions, right? Let me let me finish. Let me I'm finish sorry. the rest. I get, I just, Jesus, you get me thinking, and I just can't stop. Okay, I can't you help got myself. me all verklempt here. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. So hops. I like to use uh, Kent Goldings to bitter. Five uh, percent alpha acid. A 60 minute addition of pellets using the regular formula. 1.1 ounce. Uh, 31 grams. Uh, should give you about 20 and a half IBUs, which is just about right. And then for the yeast, it's the White Labs WLP001 Cal Ale or the Y Yeast 1056 American Ale, or you can even use the Fermentus uh, Saf Ale US05. And then the second thing you're going to use is going to be the Y Yeast 3763 Rose Lair Blend or the White Labs WLP uh, 655 Belgian Sour Mix 1. All right. There's so your recipe. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll get into uh, all of John's questions. They're excellent questions, by the way. And uh, <laughs> I, I think I think that'll really fill out the knowledge for people. We'll be back right after this. Cheers. What's good for the earth, good for your body, and great for your brew? Organic ingredients. This holiday season, the Organic Ingredient Experts Seven Bridges Co-op in awesome Santa Cruz, California, offers you the gift that keeps on giving to our planet. Sustainable, fair-wage ingredients to make the best organic homebrew you've ever had. There is a growing demand for organic products, and your choice to brew with them supports organic farmers worldwide. Brew organic, and you'll brew excellent beer that is free from chemical residues and genetically modified organisms, and you'll help contribute to a better world. If you're looking for organic ingredients, Seven Bridges offers a huge selection of USDA-certified kits and raw ingredients from 8 ounces to 50-pound sacks of grain, whole and pellet hops, and all the equipment you need. Seven Bridges, the organic homebrew experts since 1997. Visit www.breworganic.com. Hi, I'm Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Six years ago, Nico Frecci and I opened the 21st Amendment on 2nd Street with the intent of bringing back the local neighborhood brew pub. Well, the neighborhood has really changed over the years, but the 21st Amendment still remains a great place for people to meet over a terrific meal and a tasty pint of beer. In the past, the only way you could enjoy the 21st Amendment's handcrafted beers was at the brew pub. Well, all that has changed. Now, the 21st Amendment beers are available in cans. That's right, cans. When was the last time you had a great beer in a can? Well, that day has come. 
We're offering our world-famous Watermelon Wheat and 21A IPA in cans. Cans are a better package than glass because cans keep the beer fresher longer, but you can also take cans to places where bottles can't go, like the beach, lake, golf courses, and sporting events. So join us in the revolution to take back the can from the big breweries and crack open a cold 21A craft beer in a can. The 21st Amendment, 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put yeah. some sugar yeah. and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Make beer. <laughs> Network. Now, back to the Jameel Show. We're back. We're back. I'm feeling good. I need oh, that yeah. You just jump right, right now. Just come on. Jump. Do the kit. Do the kit. <laughs> get, do the kit. <laughs> I love making you laugh. Oh, uh, yeah. It's good to loosen you up a little bit. <laughs> Holy smokes. Holy okay. smokes. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Question me. Question me. Hit me. Well, going back to the beginning of the show, you had mentioned that it's almost like an old ale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think the brewers from Leafman Brewery, you know, brewed in Old Ale and mm-hmm. by chance mm-hmm. got contaminated? They're like, don't throw it out. <laughs> you know, just put it aside. <laughs> you know, here's our old brune. You right, know? right. Do you think that happened? Or? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, like I, I said on the uh, Flanders Red Show. <laughs> Pardon me. That's, that's a gassy day. That's three today. That's well, good. Yeah, I had uh, Mike's uh, Plenty Light. And it's a bit gassy. It was carbonated. And if you just gulp it down like I do, <laughs> you know, it pussy. comes right back up. Um, <laughs> carrying a little sandwich with it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, like I said before, the uh, Flanders Red, I imagine, you know, the, uh, what's, what's his name? Rodenbach went and, uh, uh, you know, studied with the porter brewers in, in uh, England. Uh, back in the day and was learning how to and at that time they would you know age the beer and it would uh you know to get it to you know stale or slightly sour or whatever and it would get blended with other beers or things like that and uh so uh you know aging aging the beer in the big vats and so i think he went back and he started doing that and you know it got even more sour you know Right there, you go. There you go. But uh, you know, so I think there's some similarities there, and I think I wouldn't be surprised that you know, the old ale is uh, you know uh, kind of a, a cousin to uh, Ode Brun. Hmm. I think that's a very good question, John. Thank you, sir. Uh, what about they talk about in the guidelines that they use this as a base beer to blend with uh, sour fruit beers, mm-hmm. which I mm-hmm. thought was fascinating. You never think that a brown ale would be. A blending with, you know, like a framboise or some, you know, or mm-hmm. a crack. But I'm sure maybe it's like 5 or 10% just to get some sour or, some, or that characteristic. <laughs> they can they can add, they uh, you know, they, uh, they'll add fruit directly to this and make it like a fruit version as well. Okay. And then yeah. the color is even more intense. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, there isn't a lot of roasty flavor in this beer. Mm-hmm. You know, you notice like in our recipe here, 
We've got Munich, we've got Aromatica, Special B, and two ounces of black malt. And, the, the, and that's just to give it, you know, color more than anything. Yeah. And uh, so you don't get a real roasty flavor from this. So I, I would think, you know, something real roasty, you know, it seems unusual to do, uh, you know, fruit beer with. But something like this, I think, uh, you know, uh, works out works out uh, just fine. You think homebrewers, I mean, would you encourage them to brew one of these once a year and maybe go back and blend them? And Sure. Yeah, you, know, you absolutely see what you could. Like, yeah, and if you, you know, you could... Uh, Brew one and sour it, uh, you know, more significantly. Pitch the bugs to start with. Brew another one and just use a clean, neutral ale yeast. And then blend the two to get the right kind of mix for you. Okay. And that's, that would probably be the most controlled way of doing it. Of course, then you got to do two batches. Okay. But, uh, you know, that, that way you're assured that the amount of uh, uh, souring you get and the amount of, uh, you know, like, bright character and stuff like that is... Is exactly to your liking. So right. yeah, that's that's a good question too. Okay. You're, you're just full of good questions today. Well, what oh. do you think? <laughs> I just get excited sometimes, and you know, honestly, what'd you do with the real John? Please say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where, where'd he go? Just all numb right here. Dead air. Anyways, um, what do you think about refeeding, like a sour ale? Like, if you had a 10 gallon oak barrel or a 10 gallon stainless tank. Re what? Refeeding it fresh wort. Like oh, you okay. pull five, you put five. Oh, in. Something like regifting. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> need to clarify myself a little bit. Uh-huh. Just if you took out five gallons, you gave it five gallons of fresh work. Oh, you do, do like the Solera thing. And, yeah, uh, uh, you know, have, a, have a barrel and uh, and actually, oh, it's funny you should mention this. I had uh, a, a, a like a strong stock ale okay. that we did for Las Vegas uh, homebrew conference back in like 2004. Mm-hmm. And um, what I did was I got that. That oak barrel from went in Nicosia in 2007. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, so I emptied that thing out, and uh, I put uh, I put this 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 uh, stock ale in there, which was about eight percent alcohol or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, I pitched in a couple of packs of Rosalaire, and I left it, and uh, and uh, you know it just started to sour up. Pretty interesting. And uh, just recently, I pulled off. Uh, you know, like three or four gallons out of this eight-gallon barrel, wow. and uh, topped it up with uh, uh, another beer. Really? And uh, same beer or a different no, beer? different beer? Really? And so I'm just gonna, you know, it's this Solera thing, which uh, somebody wrote an article. I think it was Jeff Renner, or maybe it was Randy Mosier, or something. In uh, I think it was a Zymergy uh, talking about the Solera, where uh, okay. you know, they have like a barrel in their garage, and you just draw off some beer and fill it up with you know, fresh wort, like yeah. you're saying, or you know, some other leftover beer, just add it to it, let that it sour, add it, kind of get funky, let it blend, and then it's, yeah, it's unique every time, and it changes over over time and takes on different characteristics, and yeah, uh, you know, kind of a fun fun thing to do, especially if, uh, you know, you can you can uh, brew uh, you know different things and just uh, brew a little extra and you know put uh, put that in there. It's a great club thing to do too. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Doze is doing that with the porter and the barrel blending, uh-huh. and everyone's contributing five gallons. Uh-huh. They pull off five gallons, they put five in. Uh-huh. But I think it's a great challenge for sanitation as a club. Right. you, you got to exclude the... <laughs> Even though you're dealing with bugs, but... you got to exclude the sucky brewers. <laughs> yeah. The ones who really don't know what the hell they're doing, you know, and, and they really just will stink up the, <laughs> the beer. The beer. They'll make it smell like socks. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> well, smell like, uh, yeah... Um, uh, germ-phobic hippie dude. <laughs> That's what it'd be like. Who's that? 
don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But he's not paying attention, so yeah. he can't really. It makes it, you know, ragging on him much more difficult. Yeah, he's aware of all. <laughs> yeah. You, um, he's not going to turn to us and give us the satisfaction of or give us the bird. Him. That's what I would do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. That works. You, you'd set fire to my house. Admit it. Yeah, he built a helicopter over your house later. Only <laughs> <laughs> well, your, well, is that raining? No, it's Justin, a helicopter peeing on my house. What the hell? <laughs> Shrap metal. Never mind. Uh, uh, you, you mentioned that you... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Hey, we have one more We have yeah. one more date left. Can we can survive. We can. We can make it to the end. We're we going to make it. We haven't been kicked off yet. Yeah. All right, come on. What's another question. You use uh, Karamunic and Specialty a lot in your beers. The Belgians, uh, yeah, and the Mertzens, uh-huh. and this box, uh, and box, yeah, yeah. and the uh-huh. quality grains, and they pair very well together. Uh-huh. And the question to you is: Does these grains, the flavors that they contribute in the raw form and in the mash, mm-hmm. and when you taste it in the wort, mm-hmm. when you use a strain like Rosalaire, mm-hmm. does it bring out more of those flavors as those esters kind of mold to the wort compounds? Do they, do, are they enhanced that fig, that raisin, that plum? Well, <laughs> let me see here. Uh, I think, um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think so. I think, I think, uh, you know, it really does lend itself and brings out kind of that uh, that figgy uh, kind of uh, quality that you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it uh, it uh, somehow enhances that. Now, do all yeast, do they affect all different malts differently? If I took a British yeast versus a Cal Ale yeast and I brewed an old brune, you know, would that yeast definitely contribute? Of course, they'll contribute different flavors, Mm -hmm. but the overall effect and the souring and the grains and the wort, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of variables involved as far as choosing a base yeast and the right souring yeast. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I I, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, uh, just throwing them all at you. I think these are all excellent questions, and I think uh, you know with the, the English ale yeast, yeah, it depends on the English ale yeast. Some of them will give you, you know, sometimes give you like a tobacco kind of quality, or you know, really weird things in some of those English yeasts. Some are more fruity, you know, a lot of cherries and stuff like that, and I think that would be very complimentary. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I think you know. I, I think there's definitely you know room for experimentation there. The only thing I wouldn't do personally is anything kind of phenolic, you know, uh, Belgian style strains. Right. Because uh, you know, I, I really just don't care for a, a phenolic uh, uh, Flanders uh, red or brown. I just I I just kind don't like it. Yeah, it just doesn't seem to fit for me. Okay. And maybe it's just me. I don't know. You know, some people may may have a different take on it, but uh, it just doesn't work. Okay. Now, can the homebrewers stress? Uh, Rosalier yeast and this this lactobacillus. Yeah, How- it's it's a blend of you know um, um, uh, uh, Brett and I think PDO and a sherry yeast and uh, lactobacillus and uh, you know that uh, combination there. I mean they're all individual living uh, things. And you know, and anything that's living, you can stress. Okay. So is it is important to temp control this aging process with these bugs? Yeah, I, I would keep it, you know, kind of room temperature ish. <laughs> that worked. It's okay. Hey, I've been drinking. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd, I'd try and keep it around in there. 
just uh, it'll it'll affect things. It'll it'll make uh, you know for a different character, different levels of sourness, and and, and uh, you know warmer or cooler will definitely have an effect in the finished thing. So I like to keep it around you know somewhere in the uh, you know mid 60s. You know, keep it as steady as I can. So you can just tuck it away in your laundry room and yeah, find a place that's that's cool and steady and doesn't have like uh, you know don't use a outside wall that is. Uh, if you know has a you know sun beating down on it in a hot climate or um, you know if you're somewhere where uh, it gets real cold in the winters and stuff you don't want it uh, up against those walls you know use an interior uh, you know place like interior closet or something like that that's uh, you know uh, pretty stable. Okay. Now, is there a pellicle that's formed on a rosalie? Uh, uh, yeah, from the from, from there the can be. Down? There can oh, from, and, from, and definitely from the bread. Right, right. But uh, usually it needs a little bit of oxygen in order to form. So, uh, you know, you wouldn't get a real big, thick pellicle and something like this if you're careful about the amount of oxygen. I wouldn't be overly careful and cautious because you want the bread to, to go and form the pellicle and stuff like that. You know, I don't know. Uh, you know, either way, I just wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't go crazy with the oxygen. Okay. Fair enough. And they had mentioned in... That they age this in stainless rather than in mm-hmm. oak, mm-hmm. versus for the Flanders Red versus the old brune, the brown ale. Um, do you know why they would do that? Is this a volume thing? Is it more popular beer? Or is it less cheaper, o- cheaper <laughs> less oxygen exposure, right. less oxygen? You're not going to get uh, you know more of the sour. acetic and uh, uh, you know sourness and uh, you know just easier to you know clean the uh, vessel afterwards and. Uh, you know, it's it's far far cheaper than you know. Uh, otherwise, you, you got to maintain those barrels, and it's a, it's a lot of work yeah. and a lot of expense. Absolutely. Or stainless, you know, it's pretty pretty darn durable. It just needs proper cleaning. Okay. Fair enough. Want to take a break? Or? <laughs> you had a question? I'm out of beer. <laughs> then we need a break. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll take a short break, and when we come back, we will get into uh, questions from the chat room. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty crispness you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy, the Williams way. Live. Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put you some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> oh, crap. It's the hop shortage. He's in the basement. Oh, please. My triple decocted Imperial Pilsner. It's all gone. We'll never brew again. Damn this hop shortage! Damn it to hell! Was is los? Hop shortage? Who are you guys? Ich bin Doppelbock! Ich bin 
Und ich bin Münchener Helles. Wie uns Niederlatt auf Haus zu Delicatable. Now brew something malzy. Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint. Like the cool blonde Kolsch or the ponderously bottom-heavy Doppelbach. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kits, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. Mm -hmm. Now get brewing! Now, back to the Jameel Show. See, you people, you people listening live and watching live, watching the video feed that we happen to have going here, which I wasn't supposed to talk about, but Ooh. you see what kind of crap I have to put up with in the studio here? Yeah. People drinking Stella around here. I got I got McDowell's Pliny Light, and they, they, they're whipping out the Stella. What the hell? Well, you're for, forgetting that we're drinking both. <laughs> Just not enough alcohol not enough for you. Alcohol. So yeah. You're going to flush it down with the... Uh, you need to flush the hops. Stellar Artois. <laughs> so, that's a good one. Well, Stellar Artois. Wow. <laughs> cool You've never heard that one before. No, but, um, Maybe it's just in my head. I hear it all yeah. the time. Biscuit is in the room, so there's some <laughs> <laughs> leaky Artois. Don't, don't, don't be. I'm sorry. Don't be fondling the dog. Here. Yeah. So, do we have any like listener oh, questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bail us out Bail here. Us. No, okay. <laughs> they want to know what the hell's going on. I do. I have listener questions for you. A lot of good sour questions. People hanging out in the chat on short notice for this show. Uh, okay, this person has heard the rumor that you have to separate all of your fermentation and racking equipment mm-hmm. from any sour beers that you do. Does that apply here? Is this a true rumor? What do you think about that? I think. It's it's much more uh, of an issue in commercial breweries. So you can answer questions and, and pour, pour beer, beer at the same time. Uh, so uh, in the home brewery, I don't think it's nearly uh, as big a deal. You know, if you use something like a glass carboys, you know, you can clean and sanitize those things so well that, that there's not really an issue there. If you're using plastic buckets, you know, I wouldn't use a plastic bucket for. Uh, sour beer, and then for a non-sour beer, so you very okay, very hard to clean plastic. You know, the, anytime you, if you brush your hand across the plastic, you're actually you can cause little scratches in the surface, and that's enough to harbor bacteria. Yeah, yeah. So oh, wow, I, I would not. Um, and I have soft hands. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know, though. I mean. Yeah, touch me again with that one. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, you know, plastic bucket I would worry about. Uh, I would use some caution in, uh, you know, racking canes, plastic racking canes and racking tubing. Um, but other than that, uh, I don't, that's the only thing that I keep separate is tubing, the racking tubing, because I don't even use a racking cane. Everything else, I use carboys, so. That's pretty much it. So homebrew using yeah. iodine solution or yeah, you know, clean it properly. Don't have the scratches and cracks, and uh, and uh, don't scratch yeah. your crack. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, you know, sanitize properly, and you'd be just fine. Okay. 
All right. Uh, somebody asked, what do you think about this beer in a charred barrel? How would that do for this beer? You know, this isn't a, an oak-aged beer, but uh, I think it'd be fine. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see a problem with that. Okay. Um, how long to get the desired sourness after you've racked this beer to a keg? You're keeping it at 65 to 70. Very specific question. Um those factors. Is there a sourness time? Oh, you know, and uh, we didn't even like go yeah, over the, the fermentation profile. <laughs> you had so many good questions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I start out with the uh, you know the the base yeast uh, ferment at 65 degrees Fahrenheit to 18 degrees C, and then when the fermentation begins to slow, I rack that beer to a second container, add the the souring culture, whichever one you're going to use, and then uh, it's going to start you know working on that. And usually, I will give this, uh, and this is a, a case where I use kind of a secondary. I rack it off that main cake of yeast, so you're not having that stuff cough up and die on you. Uh, and I will, uh, you know, store it in the you know 65 to 7 degrees Fahrenheit, 18 to 21 degrees C, until the sour. You start to notice the sourness, uh, you know, and you know, give it a taste, uh, you know, a week or two weeks. It might take like a month. And then uh, move that to cold search. You know, I'll, I'll rack it to a keg, and uh, uh, you know, you can let it sour some more in the keg, even. Uh, but uh, you know, once it reaches kind of the level you want, go ahead and throw it in the fridge and, and chill it down, and that'll pretty much stop the activity. And you're doing that all by taste, as far as the sour. Yeah, you want. yeah, you have to, you have to, because you know, and the the culture you get may be in better or worse shape, you know, depending and. So may your pitching rate may be a little higher, and uh, you know may sour quicker or maybe lower, and takes quite a while to sour. You know eventually it will. You know the 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 cool thing about those packs is that uh, you know those those bacteria and stuff they'll eat the the dead and dying yeast, and you know they'll, they'll clean and you're not really care about the yeast anyways because you're using a separate yeast strain. So <laughs> it'll keep kind of going, and uh, you know no matter how old it is, it seems to always work. Okay. You know, have a different maybe overall effect, but then it'll work. All right, so that's kind of a, a another question that came through too. Uh, you know, someone asking uh, about adding the Rosalaire yeast after fermentation is finished, and the way they kind of asked it was, could you do it with any good base beer? You know, let's say you have a re- just a really nice beer and you wanted to sour it up a little bit. You thought mm-hmm. it would taste good sour. Can you wait till the beer finishes? And then add Rosalaire to it like this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we're kind of talking about with the barrel uh, and the Solara thing. You, you have beers that, uh, you know, uh, you want to sour up and you put it in the barrel and add, add the bugs. But, you know, you could just have a keg full of beer, you know, half full. And you go, you know, this is really a little too sweet. And, uh, you know, it might taste good if it's soured up a little bit. And, you know, just toss the bugs in. Yeah. You know, and keep it, you know, room temperature and, and let the bugs get going and... uh Sour it up. So don't throw away any bad beer ever, basically. Because you can salvage it. Uh, no. No? No. I don't think so. So you still need a yeah, good base See, I used beer. to think that, too. And, yeah. And, but the, now I've, I've come to believe that it's that yeah. Jamil's right. There are some beers you have to pour yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, you, you know. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you take ass and, you know, spread more you know, ass on it. Chocolate on it. It <laughs> tastes like chocolate ass. <laughs> you know? Fair enough. That's very true. If we ever have a series of Jamil quote T-shirts, man, yeah. you won't be able to wear them to pick up your kids at school. I'll tell no, you that right no. now. Proud father. Why not? Chocolate ass. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's all I had from the chat room for today. 
Okay. On that high note. On that low note. (laughs) That's a high note. Yeah, right. Anytime we're laughing, that's a high note. All right, so uh, starting gravity, 1070. Uh, 21 IBU, 7.7% ABV. Extract Brewers, Pilsner Liquid Malt Extract, 7.3 pounds, 3.31 kilograms. Munich Liquid Malt Extract, 3 pounds or 1.36 kilograms. And Wheat Liquid Malt Extract, a half pound or 227 grams. Uh, for the All Grain Brewer, instead, use uh, 9.75 pounds of, uh, or 4.2, uh, 4.42 kilograms of Continental Pilsner Malt, uh, a half pound, 227 grams of wheat malt, and 4 pounds or 1.8 one kilograms of Munich malt. <laughs> yeah, get Pardon out. me. That's, that's that pliny light. Damn it. And uh, you're going to mash at 152 degrees Fahrenheit or 67 degrees C. Uh, make sure you do a 90-minute boil with all that Pilsner malt. And the rest of the grains that you're going to need, either you're steeping or you're adding it to base grains and you're, you're mashing this, uh, is going to be a Care Munich 60, uh, a three-quarter pound or 340 grams, aromatic uh, 20, a half pound, 227 grams. Special B, a half pound, 227 grams. And black malt, uh, two ounces or 57 grams. Kent Golding's hops, pellets, 5% alpha acid, 60-minute uh, edition, 1.1 ounce or 31 grams. Give you about 20.5 IBUs using the regular formula. First fermented out with a White Labs WLP-01 California Ale or the Y-East 1056 American Ale or fermented Saf Ale US-05. Let that thing kind of go through the majority of it till it's getting, you know, in the uh, uh, mid-7% alcohol range, and then you're going to uh, rack it to another container. You can pick up a little bit of oxygen there, but, you know, don't try and pick up too much oxygen. And you're going to pitch the Y-East uh, 3763 Rosalaire Blend or the White Lambs uh, WLP 655 Belgian Sour Mix Number 1. One thing about the Rosalaire uh, uh, Blend it tends to come out as the special strain in April. Right. So, you know, try and time it around for April, and then uh, around that time, or a, little, a couple of months before that, start bugging uh, Hawaii <laughs> about it. And then they'll come out with a special thing, and then, you know, they'll, they'll uh, uh, do a run, and, and that's it. And, and uh, ferment around 65 degrees Fahrenheit, 18 degrees C, and... Uh, and then same thing on the souring in the 65 to 70 degrees, uh, 18 to 21 degrees C range. Make you a good uh, flanged brown. Old brune. Old brune. Old brune. Do the kick. Old James Brown. And drink it. Drink yeah, it. Absolutely forgot the drinking part. Okay. And our sponsor. That's great. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you get a chance, uh, check out our sponsor, northernbrewer.com. Uh, great people, great products, great prices, great service. And uh, get great all your home brewing needs there. Yeah. And if you get a chance to stop by there, great beer. Absolutely. All right. Pretty strong. Uh, next show is going to be uh, traditional Bach. Yeah. If you listen live, stay mm. tuned. And uh, if you're listening on the archives, it's going to be about two weeks. Brew strong. Brew strong. <laughs>